0: It's time to crack a cold one and wreck some rankings Un- on wrecks rankings. rankings.
1: Good lord, Nathan! This is Nathan. That was my inspired intro for the honor of today's theme, which is inspirational quotes. So I was, was hoping right off the bat I would uh, give you some inspiration there, Matthew. Did it succeed?
0: You sound like you know you, you've been in like a middle management role for like a year and a half, and then like they made you go to one seminar. And, like, you're trying to do too much from the one seminar, you're trying to, like, you know, be too impactful,
1: and it's really abrasive. Well, I'm glad it had some kind of impact, because so uh, at the very least, there's some measurable success there. So, <laughs> I mean... I'll, I'll take the victory I right claim it.
0: I mean, the great Plankton says, you always sound smarter when you're louder,
1: right? <laughs> Correct! <laughs> yeah, so, uh, to, yeah, to reiterate, our, our topic today is inspirational quotes, and uh, to go along kind of with the topic... Today's beer that we are drinking is the St. Arnold Comeback Wit, which, uh, you know, inspirational quotes usually are used when you're uh, needing some kind of inspiration to make a comeback on something or to uh, lift yourself back up, something like that. They, they come in handy in those situations, so felt like the nature of the Comeback Wit uh, kind of fits into that theme nicely.
0: Now, hold on. So this is a brewery, so, like, when did they go down on the scoreboard? Why do they need
1: to come back? So uh, this particular beer is a collaboration with the Houston Zoo. Uh, The actual purpose of the beer is there are some wetlands creatures that are going extinct. And so the beer is to raise that awareness and help these populations make a comeback as far as their, their actual numbers go, so they like, do not die. Primarily. Like by
0: serving them the beer, or like are their proceeds going to the
1: wetlands? I can't answer that question. I feel like both are very likely scenarios, so we'll, we'll need to reach out to a representative for more information there.
0: It turns out you call someone at <laughs> the zoo, and they have no idea that St. <laughs> Arnold did this. <laughs> they should, they,
1: should, they like, just like slapped the label on. <laughs> but... It's possible, this is actually a really nice beer. I think I'm enjoying it. It's a Belgian-style wit. Uh, it's kind of got that citrusy feel, I guess, that you normally have with the wit beers. But yeah. it, it's a good flavor to it. Um, I like the aftertaste as well. I, I think it's sitting with me pretty, pretty good so far. Still has not dethroned the Stone Cold beer that we have tried. No,
0: the Steve Austin Broken Skull IPA is still the undisputed champion.
1: One day. One day it will fall. Just the Houston Zoo mm-hmm. isn't
0: going to be the one to take it down.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right, so what are your thoughts on today's topic? So this one's weird, right? So th- this is a little out of the box,
0: <laughs> and um, I think this might be more open-ended and you know not as fact-driven, because what is an inspirational quote? True. I, I don't know
1: what the criteria is. Yeah, I mean, you know, the criteria I use is basically anything that's made to help improve your mental status or your well-being in some way or provide some kind of motivation, pretty much anything that's lifting your current state. Um, This podcast episode may also make me seem some kind of evil. Just because I'm going to put this out there, I'm not the biggest inspirational quote guy, um, or, or at least I think they should be used in kind of a reserving kind of way because there's two kind of general comments I have on inspirational quotes. Uh, One is that usually there's some kind of exception to them or some kind of flaw in in the logic inherently uh, that means you should not always be using this quote so sometimes I think they can be used out of place or in a way that's actually too detriment of yourself. And then two, I feel like sometimes people use these inspirational quotes for like a, a temporary uplift when maybe there's a situation that calls for them to you know, reevaluate how you're approaching something or to, you know, search your feelings and actually feel, you know, identify the source of a stress and, and, and find a more constructive way to deal with it. And so sometimes I think inspirational quotes can be used as like throwing a bandaid onto like a big gaping chest wound or something like that. So uh, I guess the, the, the second comment is that sometimes they're used in place of taking care of your own mental health, which is not very smart. Uh, take care of yourself, uh, but, but, yeah, those are some of the general comments I have. Uh, you look like you want to say something. Good Lord, this. that was entirely <laughs> long-winded
0: just to say the same thing. <laughs> but, yeah, pretty much you're you're spoiling my half of the uh, my list here. So don't get too far ahead of yourself, young man. But, you know what? I don't know what your hate is. You know, I love the corny posters when there's, like, yeah. I don't know, it's just like a, a beach and a sunrise or there's the one flower in, like, the dump. mm mm-hmm. And it's like you know perseverance. Uh, you know I love those corny ass posters. This is going to be a fantastic topic. My only criteria was I tried to keep it to things that most people have probably heard at least once before. I did. That's about the exact it. Same. I, I tried. To, I, I again because if you like go on the internet, you're going to find all kinds of quote unquote motivational quotes that you're like I've never heard of this in my life. So no, that's my only criteria you've probably heard all five of these at some point.
1: Yeah. I did the same thing. Tried to use more well-known quotes or at least some version of it is well known. Um, and then, yeah, I guess my thing is, you know, yeah. Inspirational quotes can be great. Um, just know when you're using them, and how you're using them. It's kind of like you wouldn't use a hammer when you need a screwdriver, vice versa. But, but going into that, where I may evil is even for the ones I've put on the best list, I, I will provide, you know, exceptions or scenarios where these do not apply and should not be used. So, I'm almost gonna crap on my own list, <laughs> which, What's which, funny which is, is what made me may make me seem kind of evil as far as what I was referencing earlier.
0: Yeah. So the funny thing is, we're probably gonna have a lot of similar criticism throughout the quotes. All right. Um, our quotes are very different, but I think there's gonna be some common
1: themes that we kind of True. keep interjecting. Yeah. No, I I'm right there with you. So uh, I'm just gonna hop right into it. That's go, cool go ahead, it. man. All right. So get me inspired. Number five on the best side. The darkest hour is just before the dawn. And so this is a quote that obviously has many variations. I I think the original is from Thomas Fuller, an Englishman. But, uh, you know, if I get some of these attributions mixed up, uh, you you get the point. We're focusing on the quotes, not the who said it. I thought Uh, Alfred said it. I thought this was like a Batman reference. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it could be. Yeah, you know, maybe if somebody more worthy has said the quote, we should just attribute the quote to them and make it theirs. But um but yeah, really so this one it's you know, you're you're in a really cruddy spot, um and you know, you you think it couldn't get worse, but uh, you know, the quote insinuates, Hey, the dark stars just for the dawn, you know, something bright is just around the corner, so If you're trying to look for some kind of positivity saying, oh, this suffering will end soon or, you know, that that very soon I'll be able to get to the other side of this current obstacle I'm facing. And so that's that's really the kind of the pros and, you know, the goal of the quote is to give you that 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 light at the end of the tunnel type expression. Um, And so going into the negative side (laughs) right away here, um, this quote could also be misused if you're not truly in the darkest hour because uh, it it kind of insinuates that there's nowhere to go but up from here but I mean you, you could be sitting at a table worrying about I don't know financial struggles or something and little do you know somebody's about to kick in your door and and put a sledgehammer into your C5 vertebrae or something like that to where. Wow. That is (laughs) very, very specific. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to use some very dark and specific examples here to get my point across. But, uh, yeah, that, that being said, I think there's another quote out there. It's like the darkest hours just before it goes pitch black, (laughs) like (laughs) insinuating that, you know, it could go worse from there as well. But, uh, the general spirit uh, of the phrase I, I think is good. And if you're, doing something where you have kind of like an end goal in mind and you know, you're approaching that end goal. Like if there's reason to believe that there's light at the end tunnel, like there's something substantial there. I think that's where this quote comes in handy, but uh, obviously it has, its know, loss.
0: yeah. So, I mean, my main poke at this was going to be like 2020. Yeah. It, 2020, <laughs> I think is
1: the perfect example. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Just the year that keeps on giving. Um, <laughs> you think you get worse? Just something else pops up. Correct, and we're not even done. You know, we're recording this in you know early mid November, uh, so we'll see what happens the rest of the way. Um,
1: it's 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 nice to have some hope, a beat of hope. But yeah, it's yeah, it's it, like I said. If there's a reason to believe. There's that light in the tunnel. If There's something tangible that you know of that will be on the other side. It, it's better than some. But yeah, the 2020 example. It's it's perfect in this context. Yeah, I mean there
0: are totally worse quotes, and I think I have a lot of them on my list. Yeah, let's
1: just let's hop over to year. Okay, five.
0: so my number five worst inspirational quote: If at first you don't succeed, try, try, and try again. Okay, guys, this is not fantastic advice. Okay, this is like the perfect way to get a restraining order or to go to prison. Like what? It's it almost sounds creepy. So we're in 2020, right? And there's a lot more wokeness to certain things, and you know, more you know, things have been brought into light. Like this is not. I would not tell my child this. Why would you want to keep failing at something that does not sound like a fun time?
1: Yeah, I, I,
0: <laughs> it's like why, why not just fail quickly and then move on? Just learn from it. Okay, that didn't work. We're gonna do something else.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think right off the bat, th- this one going back to the inherent logic of the quote. I mean, something I'd be more sensible is if at first you don't succeed, assess the failure and try again if it makes Correct. sense. So like it, it says, hey, what went wrong? Why did it go wrong? What can I do differently? Or is this just mere chance that I failed? Like, if there's some kind of reason to try again, like th- th- you know that that's important context to something like this, especially depending on what what it is in question and how important the, the yeah. idea is Yeah that-
0: so yeah you're you're absolutely on the money there um it's it's one of those things right so it's like that person whoever came up with this quote never looked up the definition of insanity <laughs> because you have the word try 3 times after so like you you've tried 4 times you tried and you failed and then they want you to try it 3 more times what is the deal with that? Like, what if it's something that's super expensive? <laughs> you know, like, what if you're trying to be a day trader? It's like, oh, man, it's cool. You lost this, or, or you're gambling in Vegas. Nah, yeah. man, I, I know that was only a $1,000 crapshoot, but just you just do it a couple yeah. more times. You, you're going you're gonna to hit it.
1: Yeah. And adding 2.2, I think sometimes, too... Depending on what it is, you may need to reevaluate what the success criteria are because in certain situations, depending on what it is you're trying to achieve, sometimes you may need to re-envision what it is you think it is to succeed, whether it's to go through with an attempt and give a whole heart to try because that, that could be measured as success versus not necessarily – basically, achieving the goal doesn't have to necessarily be the success goal, I guess, or the success measurement To where I think there's situations, too, where not only should you reconsider whether you try again, but what do you define as success in in this context? So I I think there's many ways to improve on this quote.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at people. I'm trying to think of, like, really bad musical acts. All right. Remember from our childhood? Or maybe not childhood, maybe teenage years. Remember Ashley Simpson? She kind of gave up after she got... You know, caught lip syncing. If she would have followed this quote, we would have had to deal with many other years of really terrible music.
1: I would, uh, I jam that one song, the the pieces of me. Or did you jam it? Uh, probably. I, do, I, I don't can, remember you jamming. I can kind it. of dig that song, but I'm probably never going to mention it again after this point. But
0: <laughs> yeah, so you know, thank God she did not try, try and try again.
1: Anyways, let's go on yeah. to your number four. Alright, so this one, there's variations of this quote, but I chose this particular version because then I can attribute it to Kanye West. It's, uh, shoot for the stars, so if you fall, you land on a cloud. On a cloud? (laughs) On a cloud. So, (laughs) I guess really the gist here is that, you know shoot for, you know, your ultimate dream, because even if you don't achieve it, you'll get farther than you ever imagined, you know, so you'll get something out of it, You'll, you'll still have grown and gone farther than you would have otherwise, if you didn't go all out and give it to this dream. And so that's, that's pretty inspiring to think, okay, hey, you know, if I don't hit that, my success, success goal, whatever that is, at least I will, you know, grow and maybe I'll get some kind of consolation prize, or I'll have, grown my skills or something like that. And so from that, you know, there's general positivity, but going into the negative side here. Real quick, real quick. Real quick. <laughs> yeah. like, what positives do you think Kanye took out of his presidential bid? <laughs> did did he yeah. land on a cloud? I mean he got more votes than he would have otherwise. So I mean, I guess technically I would consider that to be the cloud in this scenario. And and I think this this quote to to that exact point works if there is some kind of cloud. I think one of the exceptions to this quote is if there's not really a designated cloud, like where there's not. There's really... no cloud in that scenario. <laughs> but but I mean, you could always say that. Oh, hey, I got presidential votes. I got this many, like <laughs> more than whoever else you wanna you wanna name. So like, at least there's some kind of you know results that you can point to. But I guess. Uh, but uh, I mean, there's certain scenarios I think where you probably don't have that cloud per se. Try to think of a less dark example. Uh, See after the
0: growing up, I do remember hearing "Shoot for the Moon," and if you miss, you at least you're among
1: the stars. Yeah, something. yeah, and that's that's one of the ones. That, it's it's a very similar. Correct. Quote. Yeah, I remember that one. That one makes more sense. Actually, it doesn't. <laughs> Maybe Kanye thought the moon was unattainable and wanted to give people a more realistic vision.
0: Because isn't the moon a lot closer than the stars? Oh, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know, so, so, like. It, it so, makes, yeah, so that quote didn't make sense either. I, I guess. It's like that, you're shooting for the moon. I think that that quote <laughs> it's is like, like,
1: oh, if you uh, don't get to the moon, you're going to float around in space for eternity, and so, yeah, you'll be among the stars and that concept. <laughs> like, Do you think
0: Neil Armstrong, like, <laughs> you think that
1: was his, his guiding <laughs> light? <laughs> they don't make it (laughs) to the moon oh don't worry the astronauts are among the stars now (laughs) just out there forever in space our best (laughs) and brightest minds (laughs) but but yeah but go to the sometimes there's no cloud like I'm trying to think of a non-dark example Um, so what if you want to become like the world's greatest uh, spitting champion or something. If you, spitting? If, uh, yeah, like, you know, spit distance. I'm trying to think of something where there's no alternative value for it, really. So, all right, so if you're shooting for the stars in that scenario, if you don't become a spitting champion, what really is the cloud there? Like, what, what's, what do you get out of it? If Because that kind of seems like one of a all-or-nothing type of goal scenario
0: you could pass on a disease i guess pass on a disease like i, I was i was thinking 20, but I thought, 2020 comes back to play again. did you play red dead redemption 2
1: i have not oh played. never it's, mind it's on my list never back. mind but yeah so uh yeah that's th- th- basically yeah there's scenarios where you know if you don't achieve the goal there's not necessarily something you can point to i mean other than oh hey i gave it my best shot maybe that's the cloud in your scenario but yeah that, i mean that's really all i have to say on that one. So okay. got in the ad, we can move on to your number four.
0: Okay. My number four. Again, this is the worst. Money can't buy happiness. Okay, guys, this is not going to take very long to explain. Money absolutely can buy happiness. Okay. I get it. To some extent, at some point you, you reach a level of financial stability where, yeah, you know what? You probably don't need any more money, but you know What? Poorness cannot buy happiness. Having no money can't buy anything. So I'd much rather have money to buy some... Financial stability is what we should all be attaining for. Or financial independence, if you're among that crowd. I think it's, it's asinine to say that money can't buy happiness. Okay, Money is a tool. Yes, it should not be the only thing you strive for. But it's absolutely a tool that you should learn how to take advantage of. Like Nathan was talking about earlier, you know, using a hammer when you should use a screwdriver or vice versa. Learn how to use money to your advantage and just live a good life. But you need it. You need to leverage it.
1: Yeah. What what are your thoughts? There's a lot wrong with this quote. And I I think it, it comes to, like, when this quote comes in a lot, it's used when somebody's working a lot or something like that. And so, first point you made, too, about, you know, if you're poor, I mean... Money makes a big difference when you're poor and you're trying to afford basic needs and things like that to where you don't have time to focus on your own happiness to where, you know, money is a gateway to allow you to live the life that, that you would like because you don't have to worry about those basic needs anymore. So one, there, there's an immediate improvement there too. Um, and then ne- next point, I mean, the reason we work jobs is for money, but say if you didn't have to work that job because you had a lot of money. That's time that you could spend playing with your family or going on some kind of trip or doing something new or something like that. To where when people use this quote, they they don't think about you know what the alternatives could be if you didn't have to work a job or you didn't have to do stuff. To where it's not necessarily you're buying things. And, and I guess that's that's another place this quote comes into effect as well as when people are being very materialistic, but. But yeah, just from the, the employment standpoint, I mean, if you don't have to worry about money, that's a lot of time that you can spend doing other things that do make you happy because that's that's the other side of that coin. Your non your working time is balanced with your non-working time. So I think Correct.
0: So like if you leverage that tool properly, like imagine like you, you know, if you were able to pay off like your house early, right? Then you don't really have to worry about slaving away. If you don't have like a mortgage or a rent payment, then yeah you know what, you don't need that much money to be happy, and then
1: yes, it applies, but you were already financially secure. Yeah, and you so. don't have to worry about like any crippling debt or anything Correct. that's bringing down your happiness, which is, I guess, the negative side. So it's really more about limiting unhappiness in that scenario. But, you know, yeah, it's, it money allows you to have more freedom than you would otherwise. So I think, I guess this is a quote that... Because rich people <laughs> to use. I was gonna say, look, look, this
0: is—you you can absolutely build a fine table with
1: hand tools, but damn it, if you have the resources, I'm absolutely using power tools. But, yeah, so I guess I guess the way to sum it up is put money into the context that that it needs to be. Don't don't try to use it as a substitute for happiness. Try to use it as a tool or as a means to control things in your life to allow you to seek what it is that makes you happy money itself obviously isn't gonna do anything. It's correct. It's when you're able to financially secure yourself and be able to focus on what it is that makes you happy, that's when you find happiness. And I think I think in that sense the quote is great when it's it's used completely I guess conscious See, of that other factors that are involved.
0: Yeah, I kinda of piggyback on that. I, I think this quote really applies to like the one percent. So like most of us, it's never going to apply because we, we do need to leverage it. But like, yeah, yeah, sure. If you're a super fancy athlete or celebrity, yes, this would probably be more apt to you because you already have enough. But to most of us, no, we're working. We're working towards retirement. That's the whole goal. So
1: get out of here with that. <laughs> so then uh, popping over to number three now, I have what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Oh, Lord. And I think the original version was a German quote that that came from uh, Friedrich Nietzsche and so uh, he was a philosopher uh, you know composer, all kinds of things but really the, the gist here is that you know whenever you go through something and you have some kind of suffering that as long as it doesn't kill you, you come out stronger on the other side, either you know you you figure something out, you grow your skills or now you're smarter and you can avoid those situations in the future. You've created some kind of game plan or a defense or something like that. But uh, that, that's the positive. But really th- this insinuates that there's situations that you can always get something out of. Uh, but mm-hmm. But I think there, there are some traumas and certain things that will hurt you physically and emotionally or drain you those and, it doesn't necessarily leave you stronger for it. I, I, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, get so, at. you know, like,
0: on the comical side, like, let's just say, like, you took an arrow to the knee.
1: What about that? Makes you stronger. Makes you stronger. You've got a, a knee injury to deal with. Uh, you got to rehab that. uh, Your knee is not stronger afterwards. It's not. I guess the only strength is if, oh, now that you're laying at home and you discover other things that make you happy. You found happiness in other areas of life, maybe. I Uh, I guess. I guess there's positivity there.
0: Or, like, on the more serious side, like if you experience some traumatic experience, I don't think it makes you stronger. I think it gives you
1: something to struggle with. Yeah. Or to cope with. And it, it could be a mixed bag where maybe it does give you some strengths, like that you learn something or you're able to build some kind of resilient stuff, but there, there's also you know issues that come along with it, kind of stuff that you have to kind of battle with over time. So it could be a mixed bag that could be still a net negative as far as your well being goes. Um, another thing I was thinking about too is like, say if you've got like, say if you're working a job or you're like an investment banker and you're just working hours on end and, you know, it's straining your relationship with your family and, you know, your your physical health is starting to suffer. I mean, that process really isn't making you stronger, especially if you don't change your course of action and it's just leading you to further and further unhappiness. So, you know, like, I think that's a very good point because like, I, I
0: think this quote is very like cause it, if individualistic. Like, yeah. I think, you know, when you look at the whole scope of a, a person and the family and friends around them, it, I don't think it really
1: accounts for that because yeah like if i was that investment maker i'm just saying oh well what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and not doing anything else like if i'm if i'm relying on this quote for inspiration i don't think it's the right piece of advice for that moment uh so it's just like th- there's certain scenarios where i just don't think this quote is very helpful like there's only some scenarios where you truly come out stronger and and even though it's up to you to find what those strengths are and be able to recognize and apply those in the future
0: well said. Uh, so let's move on to my number three here. Live every day like it's your last. Okay. So let's kind of break this down here. This is another bad idea. Okay. So let's say today is your last day. What are you going to do, Nathan? What, if, if I told you today is your last day, what are you doing?
1: Calling up all my family members, telling them that I'm going to die today and that I love them.
0: oh. That's
1: probably the, like if you. That's give me, it. That's all you're doing me, the whole day. If you give me time to sort my affairs, I probably uh, family, loved ones, I guess friends, stuff like that. So that would be what I'm doing. Okay. The entirety of the the rest of my life is telling everybody, "Hey, I'm gonna die. I love wow. you. Thank you." For okay, I,
0: like, <laughs> listeners, I was not expecting that. So, <laughs> all right. So let's just say that that's Nathan's day. You that or trying some. Do you really want Nathan things. to live every day like that? That sounds awful.
1: All he's doing every
0: day is trying to get his estate planning in order. (laughs) So, but I think what the the meaning is, is like, you know, hey, go out there, you know, do what you're scared of doing, you know, more of a YOLO mentality, you know, go out there and do that thing, you know, buy that experience and enjoy life. And I I think that's very dangerous uh, for a few reasons. One, if you go down Nathan's rabbit hole, you can just be very somber And really morbid about it. Or, you could spend way too much money without leveraging that money tool we were talking about. Two, you might do things that are maybe against the law. (laughs) If it's your last day, you might just go out and, you know, what's what does it matter if you steal? Or what does it matter if you... Do all the drugs or something? Yeah. What what does it matter if you, you, you swim in private waters? What does it matter if you touch all the birds. I don't really know what that means, but I'm just saying this is, it's very dangerous. It's a slippery slope of, again, if you do every day, like it is your last day on earth, pandemonium is going to happen. And I I think that's a terrible precedent to send, to set
1: for everything. I mean, yeah, going to your point, I think right off the bat, there's a lot of quotes that are better. I mean, that are not as extreme as the wording of this one. Yes. You know, like ones that are more along the lines of, hey, life is short. Enjoy it while you can. Or, or something that's that makes more sense on a kind of like face value perspective where, yeah, because like you said, if you're living every day like your last, those could be some pretty wild things that you wouldn't want to do because it could ruin your life if you're doing those every day. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, how much energy would
0: you have to have if it was your last day every day? <laughs> Like, I would have to be on... You'd have to, like, IV me up with coffee. Or, like, you know, like, if I'm out there partying, am I disregarding my family? Because I'm going to go to, like, all the theme parks. I'm going to go to some baseball stadiums. I'm going to go do fun stuff. And I'd be like, you know what? Forget you, wife and kid.
1: I'm out. Yeah, if I took approaches like that, I'd, I'd be broke within a month or two. It's not sustainable. After a while, you would hate it. You'd be like, ugh. I've done all of it. Too much of a dopamine rush. Yeah. Doing all the things you like. Yeah. I I agree. I I think it's it's a bad quote or has to be used very carefully. You need to be very careful as to the context which you apply that. Correct. But yeah. Okay. So then hopping over to number two. This is one that I've attributed to Abraham Lincoln and it's, I destroy my enemies when I make them my friends. So basically. I like that. So it's. The spirit of this quote, I think, is something that we could all benefit from. You know, people focus, "Oh, right, here's my enemy, and they try to, you know, destroy them in the traditional sense where it could be anything from killing the person to defeating them to a battle of wits of some sort or, you know, what have you. Basically, it's some kind of antagonistic behavior that is being applied against the enemy, whereas this quote is saying, hey, you know, you should reach out, try to find common ground, work together. And so I think kind of, especially in our current society over the past year, or I guess not just the past year of 2020, but like, you know, maybe like the past 10 years of like social media and things like that, uh, you know, it's kind of encouraged people to create these hostile environments where you find enemies and you kind of, you know, provide hatred to people who oppose you and, and what have you. And basically, you know, using all those antagonistic behaviors and furthering divides between us as a people. Whereas, you know, I think maybe it would be more beneficial if we tried to take, you know, a different approach to work together and try to use love and compassion as a, you know, a meeting ground, a a rope uh, that tie the binds, if you will. And so I think just the perspective of that is a a healthy way to look at it. So any case where you have an enemy, if you look to see, is there a potential that I can make this person my friend? Um, That being said... I think there are still exceptions to this saying. Uh, for example, if your enemy, let's say they're a terrorist whose goal is to kill people and th- that don't agree with them, and they will not uh, part ways with that that logic, you may not want to make that person your friend, uh, and so you may <laughs> you may not want to apply this quote and befriend that person. Like you may you may want to check yourself a little bit in, in some context. There, there are limits. I think, to applying this quote. Is you know,
0: I, I think your number two is a huge step up. I, I think it, it's the first one so far that I really liked generally. You know, kill them with kindness, right? Um, I think you went very dark with your example there
1: <laughs> a second ago. Well, I mean, that that's one where I guess I, uh, you have to go pretty dark to defy this quote, I think, because there's only certain things that would really prevent you from wanting to apply this quote or at least giving it a try. I think. So that, I, I kind of went all the way dark on there. So I do apologize.
0: I still like the quote. Even though you kind of maybe sour on it, I still like it.
1: Yeah. No, I, I think it's a great quote. Okay.
0: Uh, so we're going to my number two. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Have you heard that before? Yeah. So some Some kind of combination of that. So here's why I don't like it. This sounds like a bunch of, like, preteens, like, started listening to, like, some artist, and then, like, the artist got all political or something, or, like, maybe they're a big PETA follower, and, like, they start preaching all this stuff to their parents about, like, you know, like, when we were kids, like, somebody started listening to, like, Green Day, and they thought Green Day was, like, cool and edgy and had a message. Mom, today you don't understand, you know, you're ruining the world, you know, you just... You're just a conformist, man. No. Okay. This is ridiculous. Okay. The silent majority is a majority for a reason. Okay. You don't have to be outlandish. And you don't have to go make your your stance on every single issue known. Or you're invalid. All right. that's just, It doesn't apply. It doesn't work there. Okay. This is like... The really outspoken people who just feel that, like, you have to die on a hill. Why do you want to die on the hill? You know, just the bottom hill's okay for a while. (laughs) You have to pick your battles. You literally pick your battles. You can't be up every hill. It's exhausting. It's like living every day like it's your last. Okay. But, no, these people... I won't stand for it, Nathan. Okay, look. I... (laughs) I will stand for this. There is many things I won't stand for. I will stand up against people
1: <laughs> who stand, who for, stand for anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I think what you are saying is is right, and, and I, I think kind of with this quote too, it, it implies you should always take sides, correct? But I think there is many situations where you may not have all the information that you personally need to make a decision on a topic. So I think sometimes it makes sense to. Not stand for something quite yet, while you're still gathering data, gathering information, and trying to rationalize, you know what what it is that you believe. And I think, yeah, with many situations too, there's pros and cons to both sides of many arguments. And so, if you're failing to see the pros and cons on one side or another, then you may need to do more analysis as to saying, "Hey, why would someone ever support this? Something like that." To where there's a lot of introspection, and you know likes yeah, a gathering of information that you need see, to do before you can, I guess, consciously make a decision and be able to fully support what it is that you're saying and you know truly believing it. Well, see,
0: that's the problem too, isn't it? Because a lot of times these people who want you to stand up are so passionate, they will not have a coherent conversation or a discussion with you because you're not
1: going to change their mind. They're just going to tell you how wrong you are whenever you present your thoughts and ideas. Or instead of discussing contrary information, just omit it entirely. Correct. <laughs> People pick and choose facts and stuff. Correct. So, so I, I think it's important for. I think a better thing is to, you know, as opposed to using this quote, is to learn as much as you can and, and try to make stances based off that. Um, but I don't think you should force somebody to take a side on something if they don't. You know, have I, all the facts. Yeah, the tances, I guess.
0: I was always brought up that. You can't sound stupid if you don't open your mouth. (laughs) So, like, there's always someone like, a party or a gathering that is just the know-it-all about everything, and, like, you know, you're sitting around, and they they, they have their opinions known on every single issue, and they talk every single minute, and you learn a lot about them. (laughs) And it's like, those are the people we're trying to avoid with this quote.
1: Yeah, well, you destroy your enemies when you make them your friends, so... You should befriend those people. No, those are the terrorists you're referring to. You can't convert them. You just <laughs> yeah. need to stay away. <laughs> well, I mean, in my terrorist example, I used actual murder as their motivation. So. Meat is murder. That's what a lot of people tell you. <laughs> I'm just going to go on to number one. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. So this one, I think there's many versions of this quote. I kind of created my own wording, so I'm, I'm quoting myself in this instance. Wow, okay. It's, Nobody can be you better than you. And so th- this quote, I-, I feel like from a logical standpoint, you know, it, it makes it basically, you know, uh, people focus too much on other people and where they stand in relation to others and things like that. Always trying to worry about comparisons and getting so lost in that, that, you know, really what's important is who you are and Focusing on yourself and becoming the best version of you that you can, because yeah, as much as other people may want, they could, you know, try to look like you. They could try to steal your identity, but you know, they can't. They can't get your DNA inside of them, or or they, they move on, move can't, on, they, move they, on, they move can't, on. They can't make their DNA be your DNA. They they can't literally <laughs> become you, at least not feasibly with current technology. I'm going to talk for a minute while you recover here. So, you know, this
0: This isn't a bad... Like, it's corny, but, like, the meaning behind it, I feel, is wholesome. Like you said, you know, worry about beating yourself every day. You know, like, be a little bit better, be a little bit better. Set personal best. Stop comparing yourself to what the Joneses have down the road. Be appreciative of what you have and how you're working. But besides you going on that really disturbing <laughs> rant. <laughs> it's, uh,
1: but yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that, that's really k- kind of the message. It's you, nobody is you. They haven't lived the life you live. We all come from different walks of life. We have different passions. We want to pursue different careers. There, there's so much different about each one of us that it makes more sense to focus on who you are and who you want to be and trying to be that best version of yourself and, instead of constantly comparing yourself. And so, looking for your own personal form of happiness. Um, and I guess the critique I have of this quote is: if you suck and you're a really bad person, and that's who you want to be, then maybe this quote's bad because it'll encourage you to keep going down that path. Like, I guess we can bring the terrorist back into this. If you're a terrorist and all you want to do is, is physically cause harm to people, then then maybe you don't want to look on this quote because it's just going to keep encouraging you to. Be that version of yourself, I guess. Yeah, like, like <laughs> if, <you're>, a, <laughs> if you were Benedict Arnold, why would you want to be Benedict Arnold, you know? <laughs> but, I, I guess th- this quote's best used in pairing with something else. It's, yeah, nobody can be you better than you, but it's best paired with some other quote that causes you to look at yourself and, you know, re- revalue what it is that you find important and what it is that you want to do and who you want to be. I mean, that's, okay, that's, that's fair. Right about it.
0: Alright, I, I, I can respect that. So, Moving on to my number one. You you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. (laughs) This is quoted by Michael Scott. I'm kidding. It's Wayne Gretzky. It's Michael Scott quoting Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. So the gist behind this one, I interpret it as, go ahead and shoot your shot, literally. Go ahead and try this thing. Go out for that thing. Don't be afraid to do something in life. To me this is irresponsible because the, to me how i interpret it this is like if we were like in some weird paradox where there's like a million parallel universes like this could be a, you could say this about anything like oh man i didn't try to be a baseball player guess i should have done that you know i missed my shot you know oh man i, I wasn't a, a brain a brain surgeon or a rocket scientist I don't know why I missed my shot. I didn't I didn't shoot it. I could have achieved that. To me it gives like it, it lets it tells me like oh you could have just done it if you would have shot your shot. It's like no. Okay. Sometimes you have to accept that things aren't possible. Okay. We live in a realistic society cuz like oh man, I didn't buy that Tesla. I'm just over here driving my Honda Civic. I, I guess I could have gotten that really crappy uh, You know, lease On it You know, no, okay This could just keep going Down anything Oh man, I didn't get Woodbury today I don't know why I didn't try I guess I didn't want to wait in that line You know, but I guess that's that's on me for failing No, okay Sometimes you're just not supposed to take shots yeah. Don't take
1: shots You run out of pucks Do you know how expensive that is? Get out of what You want to say something no, nah, I mean, I agree wholeheartedly. I think, yeah, kind of you're, you're getting to this, but there are certain shots you just don't want to take, period. Like, going back, I think, earlier, you mentioned the example of a gambler. Well, what if the shot pertains to betting, you know, your house on something or, you know, betting a 100 grand, like basically doing some kind of unbelievable bet. I mean, this quote insinuates that you want to take all the shots you can, kind of like you were, you were saying, but... There's some shots you don't want to take. You probably want to evaluate before you take a shot, and kind of in the context of Wayne Gretzky and hockey, sometimes it makes more sense to make a pass to somebody else to take a shot. Like maybe shooting the puck is not always the correct decision. Correct. There's other moves that are better, and then I think the other element is in incent- like in reality, when you're not taking this shot, it's because you're choosing to take other shots. So, like the really it, even the context is quote. You're only failing if you're not taking any shots at all. But if you're not taking one shot because you've chosen to take a shot somewhere else, then, then really you're still living up to the quote. And so it, it kind of like you're saying when you're looking back at all these things you could have done. That the quote creates this weird.
0: Yeah, to me it, it makes it seem like it, it, the quote makes you want to believe that you're playing with house money. Like like you you have the greater odds on everything. You have an advantage on everything. Like like your god tier and like you're just not gonna fail, but no, that's not how life works. You're gonna fail at a lot of things. You're gonna fail at a majority of things. Um, so no, don't take those shots. Don't take uncalculated risk. Yeah, that's silly.
1: God, <laughs> I, I mean, we've basically just we we basically uh, talked bad about ten different quotes. Even on the best side. Your top two, I liked. Okay Generally Number
0: two let's, is actually my favorite of yours
1: Okay Then let's You know honestly I, I'd be in favor uh, Of swapping two and one I, I would be in, in favor of switching Those around Because I think Yeah number two really speaks to You know You, you living, should go ahead Living with love
0: and, You should go ahead and do it Because you miss 100% of the shots You don't take <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be a shame <laughs>
1: Yeah, All right. so then I guess on the best side, is there anything you were hoping to see? You
0: know, there, there, there's such a variety here. I, I don't think so. Um, it, it, it's such a weird topic, right? It's not a finite topic. So,
1: no, I don't think so. What about you? There was one that I was thinking about including that it, it's very, very limited in scope. It is not altogether serious, but I like it. Uh, this is the quote. It's, the best thing to do first thing in the morning is go right back to sleep. <laughs> who who said that? I actually, don't I didn't I didn't pull the name, but I I, I saw it and that one spoke to me. It's that not, seems like something you would have <laughs> just found on Reddit. It's <laughs> it, it, it could have, but that that's what speaks to me a little bit. It's obviously very limited, and in many cases would be terrible advice. But uh, I like that one. <laughs> okay. So then I guess hopping over to with the negative side. Then um, I guess. Really, ones that irk me are any phrase that uses some form of "give it a hundred and ten percent." Oh my god, it's not—it's
0: not mathematically possible. Yeah, Nathan it's, is an accountant. It's this like, is
1: not feasible. It's bad in so many ways. Uh, one, because yeah, it—it it, it defies mathematics. But then, two, also, it implies that somebody knows what their hundred percent is, and they're extending themselves beyond their means to a hundred ten percent. If in order to achieve your goal, you have to do more than you know that you are physically and or mentally incapable of, or mentally capable of, then, I mean, you're, you're just asking for yourself to be injured or to create mental health issues for yourself. Like, yeah, this, if there's this a is situation like- where you're having to give it 100% you need to reevaluate your approach. Is there other people you can rely on? Is there another way of doing this? Like, basically... Giving it more than you know you have to give is just a way to break yourself down. So, like even in the metaphorical sense, I think this is terrible advice. <laughs> just, yeah, I this, don't this appreciate is
0: this is it. literally the embodiment of live every day like it's your last. You're not going to make it. You can't do
1: that. <laughs> it's not sustainable. It's just I, that. That's what I don't. Even at our age, you know, I got random back and knee pain. I can't go out there every day. I mean, yeah, you could even make a quote that giving it a hundred percent doesn't make sense because it'll leave you nothing like it. Like, yeah. So like in the metaphorical sense, I think, yeah, this 110% stuff, it's, it's not a healthy perspective. Um, it, and so I, I'm just not a big fan of, of those quotes. That's, that, that's, that's really what I have to say about that. Um, let me see if I have anything else here. Okay. This other one, we have got one more. I'll mention. And it's just kind of a specific gripe. This is the quote. It's the truth to life is this. Nobody will love you more than you ever love yourself. so it's important to always treat yourself right and, and so this is the issue. What? it says nobody will love you love you more will ever ever love you more than you ever love yourself so and, and that's flawed in itself because um, it's, it's very ignorant to the fact that there's a lot of people who do have Issues loving themselves and kind of coming to terms with that. So I think there's many, many situations where this is just completely false right off the bat. Yeah, like so just, I, I think my wife loves me more than I love me. Yeah, I mean it's it's very ignorant of actual mental health issues where people don't see their own self worth and they're struggling with that every day. I think I, I think this quote just sucks, <laughs> like, because it, 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 it's based on a lie or what many times is a lie. So I think yeah, that's, okay. That's really all I had. Um, the only one
0: I have that I, I kind of like is the old corny one, When Life Gives You Lemons, Make Lemonade. <laughs> you know, I like this because it, it's just a, like, hey, improvise, adapt, overcome your situation. And I like the simplicity of it. I like lemonade. It's all American. Lemonade makes you happy. Lemonade is fantastic. Um, it, you know, I like, hey, you know what? I wasn't dealt the best hand, but I'm going to make the best of it. And I would have included
1: that in your top five. That's that's actually fair. Um, yeah, I think really the only critique I can have that quote is that implies that when life gives you lemons, baked lemonade, that the negative things have to be a part of the solution. Because I guess sometimes when life gives you lemons, you could reroute and, and go a completely different direction with it. That's the only applicability thing I could think of at the top of my head that that would have wrong with. But No, I think it's a good quote make the best of the situation you're in I mm-hmm. guess is is kind of a great mentality to have. So I can support that. Okay. I, so I think we've established
0: because we poked a hole, even in the positive inspirational quotes, the best ones, we poked holes in them. So you know, I, I don't know if there's like an underlying theme that like inspirational quotes are,
1: they're fine but ultimately it's up to you to go yeah. do the they There's only one piece of the puzzle and you should always make sure that the puzzle piece fits when you're using it. I think that's 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 the quote I'll, I'll I'll throw in there. i just kind of made that to right you. Now. <laughs> yeah, I think so, <laughs> but uh, maybe somebody else has said it before. But uh, that, that's the best thing I can think of. Here Don't try set. to
0: fit a Lego on a Mega Block.
1: <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> what did he just say? I can't relate to Mega Blocks. Actually, I've I was always terrible with building things as a child. You're
0: still terrible.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> so. <laughs>
0: But, uh, yeah, I think that's all we have, you know. So, hopefully for Christmas, some of you guys get a motivational poster. You can hang it up in your office. You can put it in your workspace. And then you can look at it and go, eh, I can do better than this. Because you are better than this. You're an amazing person, superstar. Go
1: out there and get it. See, I've I mentioned that inspirational quote that you oh, hope see, everybody gets this for, for Christmas. Because not everybody even celebrates Christmas. so oh my God. They may not be receiving Christmas presents. So, I think that's... There's negative assumptions there. Too. You're right. You know what though?
0: <laughs> Everybody is finishing this beer with us. So until next next time, guys, we're wrecked rankings and we're out.